Thank you for tuning in to Kineticast. I'm your host, Bo Sauls. Today we have Charles Apoko and Allegra Hudson, world and national champion powerlifters. Charles and Allegra speak about their experience as patients, with kineticence being the primary technology used for analysis in their healthcare. They talk about how it was able to spot early compensation patterns from lifestyle changes and to help with efficiency to help perform in their sport. For more information about kineticence, you can go to www.kineticence.com. Let's go ahead and start this episode, World Champion Powerlifters and their experience as patients using kineticence. Today we have a pretty cool episode. We have Charles Apoko here and Allegra Hudson. They will be joining us. They're two powerlifters with uh, different backgrounds that we'll get into in a second. We also have Dr. Brennan here, and Dr. Brennan is from the Kinetic Center Dallas. Dr. Brennan has utilized kineticence and the 3D technology and helped both of these lifters hit goals and continue to move and move properly. So first, let's get into Charles a little bit. Charles, uh, you have a Bachelor of Science in Exercise Science, uh, Pre-Health Professions Certificate, NSCA Certified Personal Trainer, Doctor of Physical Therapy Student, Multi-Time International Powerlifting Federation World Champion, Raw and Equipped, I nailed that without hesitating, <laughs> and USAPL National Record Holder, IPF World Record Holder. And Charles, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me here today. Now, I did say we're going to start with you, but that was clearly just an intro, so we're going to go straight to Allegra. <laughs> so Allegra, thank you for ha- uh, coming in too. Um, you powerlifting for 10 years, uh, started as a junior in high school, you're now national champions in three weight classes, which is amazing in itself because just to be able to lift those, hit those numbers in three different weight classes, you're competing against different people that have been competing in those weight classes the mm-hmm. whole time. So some listeners may not understand the difficulty of that, but I want, to, I want you to talk about that later. Um, also, American records in the three weight classes, I mean, that's what we just talked about, right? You hold records in them. Not only do you compete in them, but you're the best at them. <laughs> so, also six USA powerlifting national teams, two-time junior world champion, and a USA powerlifting state referee. You guys have more accolades between the two of you than I could possibly imagine. Uh, Dr. Brennan and I, we're just Dr. Brennan and Bo. <laughs> just kidding. So, yeah, that's uh, an accomplishment right there. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Well, you're on your way too, aren't you, Charles? You're yeah. in PT school. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Um, so I'm in my first year of physical therapy school right now. Um, it's a three-year program, so I'm looking to become a doctor of physical therapy within the next two and a half years. Um, so that way I'll be able to get that doctor title in my name as well, like you guys. So um, just, you know, learn about how the body moves and how to, you know, basically move optimally. Be able to go through your daily living and live like a pain-free, you know, happy life. So I want to be able to do that and teach people how to do that as well. That's awesome. And I think yeah. that's that's great. Like you're going to come, like, doc, like Dr. Brennan, he came out of powerlifting, right? He yeah. was a powerlifter for UL. And now he uses the what he learned from that during his doctorates and he was able to learn in that process so meaning i got really really good at moving weight and moving weight properly moving Mm -hmm. it well and efficiently and now i'm learning more and deeply about biomechanics and anatomy and applying Mm -hmm. all that together for my previous knowledge you sir are i'm gonna go ahead and say it way better than dr brennan over here (laughs) at lifting and so you're gonna get to apply that knowledge to another level which is awesome and that's that's really really cool to see so um dr pt that's awesome you're gonna do great man um allegra so what what are you up to right now what are you doing um, so I work from home as a data analyst and I kind of just got into that off of a whim, but I will say 
having a desk job has definitely changed the way that I move as an athlete. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. you, like we, we talk about like sitting being so bad for people. What sitting is the new smoking. We hear it all the time, right? Mm -hmm. um, but let's talk, talk about that specifically because you're coming from the level of moving so well. Now you're sitting down and working. What has that done? So you obviously your posture and I find myself, especially when I wor didn't work from home, when I worked at a corporation, I would get up like every couple hours and walk around just so I wouldn't get stiff, especially having like piriformis issues, SI issues, um, sitting down so long would like irritate my back. And so you just have to like learn how to, you know, sneak in stretches here and there, <laughs> get up, move around so that, you know, when you get to the gym, you're not feeling awful. Yeah, and I mean, you think, like, again, you're not going to the gym and just squatting like me, like, you know, 150 yeah. to 200 pounds. You're in there knocking out weight. So yeah. that's going to be a little different. That's a lot more stress to the body. Mm -hmm. So that sitting is going to be more accumulative to you than it would be to me because I don't move that much weight. I don't apply that much stress to my tissues. So you have to prepare for that. Mm -hmm. So um, let's switch over to Dr. Brennan here. Uh, why don't you give some little bit of background and talk about how you've helped these guys and help them through some processes. Uh, so I've known Charles and Allegra for quite a while now. Uh, we actually all competed at collegiate uh, powerlifting around the same time. And once I got to Parker University, I reached out to both of them and wanted to be able to help them. <laughs> so they came in and actually started seeing me as early as the student clinic. And we've been working together ever since then. And we've had some ups and some downs and some different things that we've worked through. But it, we've seen some great things along the way. Yeah. And I think the one thing that's kind of like we all kind of see too is we see the adaptability of the technology and what we can do with it and how it helps us visualize ourselves in movement. And mm -hmm. like for me, I again, not a power lifter. I've lived in the CrossFit world for about 12 years, but I only do that for basketball. Yeah. I do it that for specifically for explosion and conditioning mm -hmm. because now when I go play basketball, I'm stronger and I jump higher. Yeah. So that's what I used it for. Powerlifting is a much different sport, right? Yeah. So I see the application in my world, but look at the application in yours. Like we have worked with, Brent and I both worked with a ton of different power lifters, but you guys are at the top level mm -hmm. and you see this too. So let's get into um, how, how you've seen some changes over time and different things, what you've experienced. Just tell me your experience going through uh, with Dr. Brent and just using the system. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Charles. So I've been using the system for, for a couple months now with um, Dr. Brennan. And um, one of the things I've noticed is like, you know, he's been able to basically pinpoint with the system some of like the imbalances that you know i've been struggling with for the past few years like picking up on like you know slight imbalances like in my external rotation um like you know having like limited range of motion there for example you know I, it would have required like a full assessment by a physician or something to figure that out but with the system just by going through like a you know a very brief assessment with the system it's able to like pinpoint some of those um some of those imbalances or like lack of range of motion and you know displayed on you on the screen to say that you know kind of point out like, you know, this is where you're having trouble with and, um, you know, this is how we're going to go about fixing it. So it kind of takes away, like, it's basically like an objective way to go about assessing, like, um, you know, your imbalances. Um, and it's also like, it's great to be able to visual, like visualize it and see it on the screen because, you know, um, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's one thing when it, whenever somebody tells you, you know, I think this is what it is. And then, like, it's another thing when you can actually see it. Like, okay, yeah, for sure. Like, that's exactly what it is. And, like, you know, I needed to, like, put in some effort to, like, try to get that to, like, normal. Yeah. So, um, so it's been great being able to see that and um, being able to, like, objectively track my progress and improve, improving those imbalances. Um, so it's, it's, it's been awesome because, like, in the past, I, you know, I haven't had that. So, like, you know, 
there was no like objective way for me to like measure my progress with right. like some of those imbalances and some of those like difficulties I was having. But now like, you know, with the with the kinetic system, like, you know, I can see my, my score basically. I can see how I improved on a week to week basis or a month to month basis. So, you know, I'm a little more motivated to like improve those numbers, improve my scores on the system because at that point it's almost like a game. It's like, you know, I wanna yeah, come in sure. and like I wanna come in and like score higher <laughs> right. on the system. So that way it helps to keep me accountable with my you know, with my um, with my rehab, and um, I'm able to see like objectively that you know I am progressing um, as I'm working with Dr. Brennan. So. And you nailed it, man! Like objective, right? Like yeah. that's the PT in you for sure. Like <laughs> you, you want to be objective, gonna yeah. make sure there's no human error aspect. Exactly. Like you get screened by Dr. Brennan and I visually, we're great. How many yeah. movement screens have we done? Right, we've done so many, mm-hmm. but you come in we're probably still going to score it slightly differently yeah now we have like you said an objective way now mm-hmm. we're tracking progression we're seeing that you're connecting to your data exactly. that's what you're doing then you're saying like i see what i'm doing i'm connecting and doing more of my rehab mm-hmm. i see where my rehab is important i'm going that way yeah so uh specifically with charles what have you noticed dr brennan what have you seen like what has been some stuff that has been really helpful that help you progress uh charles healthcare as well so what I love about the system is since it helps us nail down where he's having dysfunction at the best is, as you can imagine, to be a top level lifter like both of these uh, lifters are here today, that they don't really have a lot of time to do different rehab exercises and guess and hope they're doing the right area. Mm-hmm. So with this movement screen, since we're able to nail down the exact areas they're dealing with on a week to week basis, they can know what rehab exercises to focus on and not just go in there and do random exercises and they can be a lot more precise and that way they can continue training at their high level and they don't have to take out two sets of squat before so they can do an extra warm-up or take out their core work after so they can do some other rehab exercise. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that again, it's being more efficient, right? Exactly. Make your, make your life more efficient. So yeah. you don't have to, you're already spending so much time in the gym on nutrition, on sleep, on mm-hmm. PT school, all of this stuff. Yeah. And you tell someone to be like, all right, you're going to try this rehab and see if it works for you. Yeah, no. I, I try to, you know, be as concise and straight to the point as possible with my training because, um, you know, without sport powerlifting, it is about specificity of training. Yep. So, you know, you only have, you know, you only have so many, like, resources and there's so much energy you can, like, um, expand on, you know, trying to improve and get better at powerlifting. So you don't have a whole lot remaining to, like, do, like, other random activities that aren't going to benefit you, get you towards being stronger. So being able to, like, narrow down the list of exercises or things to do to, like, you know, work specifically on those, um, on those deficits that you have, um, you know, physically, you know, it basically helps you to like be more concise with your training, more focused, and you know, a lot, a little bit of time to the rehab, but then like maintain the most of your energy on you know working on your powerlifting movements and like working on getting stronger and um, working towards your goals. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we all have multiple dysfunctions in our body. It's nice to know what the top six are to at least work on those because yeah. I mean, I, I I know I've got a little knee instability possibly on both sides. I mm-hmm. probably have a little ankle mobility on both sides. I got yeah. scapular stability on both sides, right? Yeah. We could probably say that I got a little bit in different motions, yeah. but what are the ones that affect 12 movements? What are yeah. the ones that affect all 12 the most? That's mm-hmm. kind of what I see it. So Allegra, Let's talk about you a little bit now. So how have you seen the system really benefit you? What is What has been the bigger difference for you with it? I would say before, I wasn't really aware of how I moved as an athlete. And so that's kind of made me see the importance. Like I already take videos of myself in training, but seeing how, you know, uh, if my knee buckles a little bit here or if I'm having pain here, how it's affecting how I squat, bench, or deadlift, um, I can see exactly where what region it's bothering. And then, you know, D- Dr. Brennan has helped me 
give me certain exercises and movements of correcting um, like those incorrect movements that I'm right. doing while I'm squatting, benching, or deadlifting. So how, have you, how about uh, the side of your now, again, where I thought we're working sitting at a desk, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're sitting down and all that. Have you noticed any changes in your movements uh, through the system on that as soon as you started that? Did, was there any score changes? Was there anything like that? I believe whenever we went through it, um, the first time that she actually had an SI mobility issue was once she started working the desk job. So back yeah. whenever I was seeing her in student clinic, it wasn't necessarily a SI mobility issue. She was having more things I typically see with a stiff power lifter, like thoracic mobility she needed more and a little bit more scapular stability, whereas now I'm starting to see some of those different things that play in the sitting, like immobile SI joints. Well, and we know when we sit down, our SI joints are locked, right? Mm-hmm. So what are you doing? <laughs> You're locking in your SIs. Yeah. That's a cool thing. So um, quick story here. Dr. Brennan and I, we were looking, we did my CAM score really quick, mm-hmm. and we were just testing out the system, seeing what it would do. And I never really have a left SI, like a mobility issue. It's never on my side, but it popped up. Mm-hmm. And I scored, I think, an 84. So one of my higher scores, by the way. Usually I'm pretty bad. <laughs> but I scored like an 84. And uh, Dr. Brennan was like, well, let's not do anything else but adjust that left SI and see mm-hmm. what happens. Yeah. We adjusted it. I did a cams right afterwards. It went from my left SI to my right SI, and I went from an 84 to an 85. Mm-hmm. Not kidding. It was really cool because what did that show? It showed reproducibility, mm-hmm. and it showed that Dr. Brennan actually moved something in my body, which yeah. I felt obviously, mm-hmm. but it was really cool to see a system that's not a part of what he says or what I say diagnose something like that and then be able to pick up the changes in the body. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's where I see the true power of that. Um, I think that we, as, as lifters, you guys know that your body compensates all the way through. Oh, yeah. uh, anything is going to cause compensation, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, Allegro, what are the top like areas for you? What do you think that like biggest restrictions or stability issues, like while you're lifting, you're like, dang, this is like my hardest thing. Definitely keeping my core tight because once that breaks down, everything else breaks down. Oh, for sure. Um... And like I said, because when I ever started going to Dr. Brennan, I always had pain in my left glute. And so really um, making sure I'm fully warmed up. I had to start start taking my warm-ups more seriously. <laughs> and, Good job, um, Dr. Brennan. <laughs> <laughs> and making sure that I'm making sure that left glute is engaged and so that everything is in tra- in stabilized and together. But um yeah, I think that's pretty much it. So Charles, how about you? Um, I think one of my biggest restrictions so far is like dealing with like low back pain for like the past few years. Um, it's just one of those things that like it's almost like debilitating like in training. So outside of training, like on a normal basis, it's it's typically okay. Like on a scale of one to ten, maybe like one. Um, but you know, whenever I do certain like hip hinge movements or like a hip dominant movement, like a deadlift or something like that. Um, the lower back starts like tends to flare up, especially with like volume work, like lots of repetitive movements. Um, so you know, it's just one of those things. Like you know, my my I might not compromise like my technique during the set, but like I'm like a little hesitant um, to pick up the heavier loads and stuff like that because I'm worried about like you know how much pain I might feel as like as I perform the movement. So that's been like one of my biggest like debilitating things like um, with powerlifting so far. And you think like anytime there's a pain and emotion, our body is going to try to move away from it. Oh, like yeah. as it, no matter how much, no matter how much you fight that, mm-hmm. there's going to be something that you do because mm-hmm. it'll hurt too much to do it that way. Mm-hmm. So if I can shift slightly, even whether it's in my foot, whether it's in my hip, whether it's in my uh, shoulder above it, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. That little bit is going to, it, it happens. It yeah. happens in us. Um, you also talked a little bit about baselining yourself. Mm-hmm. So you basically baselined yourself and you tracked your progression. Mm-hmm. That's something I talk about a lot because 
Um, it's not just for powerlifters. We have, like, you're, a P, you're gonna be PT, you know yeah. that. Like, anybody coming in here needs to move properly because every step you take during the day and just going to sit into a chair as a squat, all of these things that we do all day is movement and it's a functional move. Mm-hmm. Now what you do is you happen to do these movements very well and you load them up, right? Mm-hmm. And you load very heavy. Very. So that's the difference <laughs> in the two populations, but you baseline and you track progression. Yeah. So it's really, really cool for me to see that because it's what we do with uh, all different types of patients, but you're doing it at a different level now. Um, so, Dr. Brennan, you want to go ahead and expand more on how you've worked with the systems with the athletes? Uh, <clears throat> so, what was awesome with working with Charles and Allegra is whenever they actually first came in, we didn't even have the movement screen. So, we went into the freestyle screen. That's right. What I like yeah. to call it. It's just the functional freeform uh, screen. And we would break down all kinds of different movements. We'd look at their deadlifts and their squats. And so, there's different, many different functionalities that this uh, technology has that it didn't have in the past that has made it even better. So now the functional movement screen, instead of, again, we were looking at those squats and we had all that objective information, but we were still trying to interpret our, interpret it ourselves. Now with the movement screen, we actually have a formula in place so that we can actually see the changes and track that progression a lot closer and a lot more detailed. Yeah, and there's one thing that you did say too, Charles, you mentioned the extra rotation. Mm-hmm. The system is measuring your whole body, right? So yeah. that's the thing. It takes your top six. That external rotation has affected your overall movement. Oh, yeah, especially but, like in the bench press. Um, and there you go. I was going to say, so you know that's going to hit one of your lifts, right? Yeah. Like, And is it bench press due to uh, tighten the pec, tighten the pec minor yeah. kind of thing? So um, with a bench press being part of our you know, main three movements in powerlifting, like, I'm guilty of like spending way too much time on like on push movements and not spending enough time on pull movements um which is one of the reasons i've like you know my external rotators are like weak for example i don't have a lot of stability in in performing any type of um, external rotation movement um so you know um over time that's led to some like imbalances like with you know how much internal rotation i have due to like tightness in my pecs my you know front delts and stuff like that um so like you know the my posterior chain basically is lacking compared to my to the front of my body. Yeah. Um, so, on the on the kinetic system, it's it was able to point like pinpoint that like right away. And uh, Brandon's had me like doing some some rehab movements to try to correct those. Like focusing a lot on like thoracic, and I opened up my thoracic mobility with um, certain certain rehab exercises. And um, like I remember like by my follow up appointment with Brandon like a week later, we or like. I think it was either the next one or like two after, we reassessed it on, on the system and the system was able to pinpoint that like my external rotation had improved, like I had gotten more stability in my, you know, in my scapula um, prior to like what it was like a few weeks back. So that's one of those things that's like, you know, having like a clear focus objective and like, um, like, and being able to pinpoint it and track it, track it objectively and see the progress in just like a short turnaround. So that was like all like awesome thing to see and know that like, like all the you know, all the rehab I'm doing is actually giving me results and like yeah. I'm able to see it and track it. So. And that the hardest part too yeah. is like we put, we do so much rehab on our bodies and half yeah. the time it's like, man, is this actually making a change? Yeah, like I'm doing this twice a day, every day. Yeah. Like what's going on in my body? Yeah. And the funniest part was that whenever I talked to Charles and asked him, I was like, all right, have you been keeping up with your exercises? And he listed two of them in particular out of the ones I showed. He's like, well, these two I've been keeping up with a lot more than the others. And that was the area that improved. So that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, dang it. Now I gotta do the others. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the truth. So like, 
So yeah, so even just that alone was like, okay, you know, we're seeing progress, we're seeing results. If I actually like, you know, follow the instructions, actually do it properly. Um, so that actually motivated me to like start doing all of the movements, <laughs> so I can see results on like all fronts. So no, that, and that's great. So the the big thing again is we're getting into how we can help ourselves, right? Yeah. Like, um, and you you connected to your rehab, you connected to data. How many times do we like we know? we know we're telling patients or we know people that are supposed to be doing their rehab aren't doing their rehab. And they'll, they'll walk in and they'll be like, yeah, I've been pretty good about it. And then it's like, show me your rehab. And yeah. they show you two of four, right, Charles? <laughs> and then you're like, oh, but, but like being able to show you that was helpful. Now, yeah. something that you weren't really, maybe not uh, like focusing on at the time, but um, you were talking about external rotation as being mm -hmm. one of the issues for you. And Dr. Brennan gave you some rehab for that, right? You yeah. talked about a lot of pole movement stuff. Mm -hmm. So what uh, rehab was given to you, if you don't mind me asking? So basically like, uh, like a split stance, um, just external rotation, like mm -hmm. of like, my um, upper body, like my upper torso. Entire upper body, um, right? Entire upper body. So um, starting off like in the midline with like both hands together and then like just opening up one side at a time. Mm -hmm. um, like it was about five each side and then um, switch. So like that was one of them um, that I really made sure I tried to do because it was like a simple one to do. Right. So I did it like prior to my workouts or like at home watching TV, I might like you know, <laughs> For sure. go ahead and Netflix. Like, this. Yeah, yeah. Or D Disney Plus, sorry. That's what <laughs> Netflix is yeah. 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 So that was just one of those things that, you know, it didn't require like any weights or anything. It was a simple movement. It was just one of those things like, you know, with repetition, you're gonna you're gonna see the progress over time. And, you know, I made sure I do I did that one. And um, you know, I saw the results from doing it. So that was like the main one that we worked on. And I, I really, so my, I guess my point really was that you didn't necessarily go and just get a band and do external rotation. No. You didn't just hit one shoulder and just do that shoulder. No, no. It was like a, basically a full body movement that Brennan had me doing. So just basically connecting, like your body's a system. It moves together as one unit. So it doesn't, there are some benefits of isolating like that body part. Right. But, you know, your body needs to learn how to move as a whole, as a full system. And Brennan made sure that, you know, we hammered that and we worked on that. And that's that's a, that's great up to the Dr. Brenner for doing that, yeah. and uh, but good for you too for doing that rehab and making that change because and my my point being is the system measures you as a unit. Mm -hmm. When you're lifting, you're working as a unit. Exactly. You might have an external rotation of that shoulder, but was it built by just doing something rotating that shoulder? No, no. it was built by the, what you did as your whole body. Mm -hmm. So we can yes, we can take people and we can do external rotation on one shoulder. We can improve that. But what happens if you put them into a different stance or a different load? Exactly. Do they still have that same external rotation that they didn't? have in the different positioning mm -hmm. we don't know the fascial planes the different kinetic energies all that stuff all it transfers that all yeah. that all changes it so all right so now we haven't done this yet and i really love doing this allegra throw some numbers at me what are your what are your best numbers tell me your record numbers let's go what do you got <laughs> okay so i will say before seeing brennan i had stalled on my squat for about oh probably like a year or a year and a half and so I started seeing Brennan like April of 2018, April, and then um, I was on the U.S. national team for the Raw World Championships, and in Canada, I squatted 125 kilos, which is the most I've ever squatted raw, and um, that's 275 pounds, and that's that was a five kilo PR, so. And how much do you weigh at that time? Um, I weighed in at like 100 
two oh, pounds gosh. or something like that. <laughs> so it's, uh, I mean, that's, that's amazing, right? Like yeah. you have to think the amount of load that, and weight that you're moving and moving yeah. successfully. And let's talk about that really quick. You're not doing a squat. Like you see someone in the gym that says, look, I just hit 300 pounds today. You have to go down to the bottom of a squat, pause, and go back through that motion. So how, I mean, talk about the difference in that. Talk about how the difference in that, how you score in a lift to actually get the score mm -hmm. versus going into a gym and someone saying, I squatted 300 pounds today. So you have three different people's eyes on you. So they're basically in control, like your, your fate is in their hands. So you have to list to there's what they say is the standard. Um, so you get a squat and rack command. Um, you have to hit a standard of depth, which is your hip creases below your knee joint. And um, I was able to do that that day. So, um, but yeah, I mean, in, in the gym, like you obviously want to tr train to competition standards. Right. So you're making sure you, like you're hitting depth, um, you're, you're following the commands um, and you want to be moving as optimally as possible and in a safe way so that you're not injuring yourself under those heavy loads. So Definitely. So um, also Dr. Brennan is USPL judge as well. Mm -hmm. So how many times has he cheated for you to give you these, these lifts here, Allegra? <laughs> Never. Yeah, no, Never. I'm just kidding. I know he wouldn't do that. If anything, that would be the guy who was like, not good enough, yeah, Red. Yeah, he'd probably throw Red. <laughs> I would, I would. Just, Dr. Brennan's waiting to throw Reds at you guys, so never let him. He, he sees you guys leave and he's like, man, like, I'm going to put a red light in here. <laughs> so all right, Charles, let's go throw some numbers at me. What you got? Um, so I have the world record squat and total, so... Uh, my board record raw squat is 580 pounds in my weight class. Um, I actually squatted a little bit more 585 in competition, but it was at a slightly heavier body weight, so it doesn't count. <laughs> but yeah, 580 is the board record uh, for my weight class at um, 145 and a half pounds um, at weigh-in. So um, combination of like squat, bench, and deadlift, I have the world record total at... Um, let's see, it's like 15, about 1560, so yeah, so... You know, putting up a lot of weight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stress on the body, man. Yeah, a lot of stress, man. You know, it's even harder with, you know, having to keep up with the standard, you know, the world standard um, for executing each lift um, under the strict, you know, a strict judging um, as yeah. well. So it's one of those things, like, going back to what you said about hitting those numbers in the gym. Um, personally, like, it doesn't matter if you hit those numbers in the gym because, you know, you can, you might have not hit depth. Um, yep. You probably didn't pause your bench on the chest. Yep. Um, who you might not have locked out your deadlift to like the world standard, like with shoulders back and a nice erect, you know, posture. Like there's a lot of different things that goes into actual competition as well as like the additional stress of live competition in a different country. Yep. You know, like with different sleep schedules, like you know, different travel. setting. Like travel. travel so bad on the body, yeah. and you guys have yes. to travel before yeah. you load up that much. Are exactly. you kidding me? Yeah. So, <laughs> gosh, sorry, I can go. So it's a lot more that goes into like uh, actual competition. Um, that's why, like, being able to like hit those numbers, like on the live stage, um, on the big stage, even with all the pressure, is even more impressive. So, you know, I always, you know, it's always like kudos, like hitting great numbers in the gym, but like, unless you can like reproduce it in the platform, it really doesn't matter. Right. That's the most regulated, right? Like that's the, yeah. that's the thing is like, you're regulating it so that everyone has to do it exactly this way. So if you're exactly. going to say that you did something, you did something better than somebody else, it better be regulated and it better be done right because otherwise 
you could have done literally anything to help you get that list. (laughs) There's no telling. Like, uh, and then Dr. Brennan, why don't you, let's see, I know we did this before, but throw your numbers out there. I want some comparative studies done for our (laughs) our listeners. And listeners, I want you to go back and you can listen to their, how much they weigh and the amount of weight they're lifting and do the math on that. Like, think about their body weight. And what we've been told through our lives is mass moves mass. Mm -hmm. But we have people here that are lifting two to three times their body weight. Which more four times? Four times for you, man. I'm not good at math. I count to twelve. <laughs> Kairos can only count to twelve. There's twelve thoracic vertebrae. You know what I'm saying? We start over at one at the lumbar. No, but um, but you know, it's not right. Like yeah. think about that. If mass moves mass, then how can you do that? Yeah, just a lot of dedication, a lot of discipline, man. It's like one of those things. You know, the body adapts to whatever you you give it. So, um, you know, taking taking the proper steps to you know pro- properly overload your body. Give your body enough time to um, to adapt and recover to that training stimulus, and you know, adapt at a at a at a pace that you know you doesn't lead to overtraining or like injury. So it's just a matter of you know finding balance and like you know knowing that it takes time. You know, I've been doing this for like 13, 14 years now. So thirteen. So like you know, it's one of those things like you know it didn't just happen overnight. Right. You know, it's been like being disciplined for like over a decade. Um, so that's one thing I want to stress to like lifters out there as well. It's like you know, take your time, like progress smart. Um, don't be in a hurry to like overdo it and overtrain and then end up, you know, injuring yourself. That's um, resets everything, right? Exactly. Like you, you, if you're in the process of trying to build to get to that level and you're trying to get there and you yeah. overload and you hurt yourself, you're going to start from square one. Yeah. And even, it might even be worse than square one. Oh, uh, yeah. Depending on how severe the damage is. So right, like talk about a disc blowout yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Like people so, go down. And then PT school, right? So yeah. you're, you're doing all this during school. Yeah. So, yeah, so like, I started powerlifting like, when I was in college and um, having to balance, you know, a, a full-time workload as well as, like, working and, like, internships, like, all these different things. Um, and, yeah, now in PT school, having to, you know, balance the coursework of a graduate program on top of, you know, trying to train and compete at a high level as well. You know, it can, it can be a lot to balance. It can be, but, you know, it's one of those things, like, I always stress, like, if it's, an, if it's a priority, if it's important to you, you know, you'll make time. You know, it might I might have to like sacrifice other things like you know, um, maybe like not going out as much and stuff like that to make sure I have time to you know go to the gym for a few hours. But it's one of those things that's like it's a passion of mine, something that I enjoy. So like I don't mind having to like sacrifice other things. It doesn't bother me because I know that like I'm doing the things that I enjoy doing, the things I'm passionate about. So. It's all good with me. That's awesome, dude. So I'm going to throw Brennan under the bus now. I was going to do that earlier, but here we go. Brennan, throw your numbers out there. All right, so I know Bo's been dogging me here. but <laughs> Hey, we got Shape Watch up in the building. I've been watching Brennan's fat percentage go up and lean muscle mass go down. I mean, that's not what you want, guys. And uh, just to give you a little perspective, even though Charles and the Leggers numbers are way more than mine, I was still a high school state and national champion and All-American in college. So the, just the numbers they're putting up is on another level. But, for example, like – my best personal squat is 545 pounds, whereas Charles already just said earlier that he's at the 580 and 585 mark, and he weighs 60 pounds less than me. I did that at 205 pounds. He did that at 145 pounds. Amazing. Uh, but there is a difference between raw and equipped powerlifting, so my best equipped squat is 711, and I actually got to judge Charles hit his 700, 700 equipped yeah. squat that he broke the American collegiate record. So I still yeah. got him a little bit on that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you also had like 30 pounds on him too, so let's not but, but probably only because Charles 
hasn't done a quip since after college. So yeah. I feel like if he kept up with it, he probably would have overtook that number two. Hey, I'm, I'm coming back. Just wait, bro. <laughs> yeah, good. I like that. We're going to get some of this going. And you're going to help me do it. That's the funny part. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Allegra, um, tell me, tell me the one thing that you took away, like was, when working with Dr. Brennan, the one thing that stood out to you the most, whenever you went and saw Dr. Brennan, when you first worked with him in the system and you decided, you know what, this is a guy that I could see helping me with what I want to do in powerlifting and help me just be a better human. Like I, it's not just powerlifting. This is your life when you're at home. This mm -hmm. is you spending your time when you're relaxed. You don't want to be sitting there in pain because that's not a good life to live in. Yeah, so Dr. Bernard already knows how <laughs> I have issues sleeping because oh, of no. sometimes some of my pain. So basically, it just he just taught me how to prioritize recovery and you know um, the importance of it because powerlifting isn't going to be here forever, and I need to make sure I have a good quality of life outside of powerlifting. Yeah. So that's really the main thing that I've taken away from the, using kinetics and rehab and chiropractic work that's awesome it's just i mean again it's really showing you your body your own data it's not me saying that this is your data mm -hmm. this is this is your body like you you get to watch your numbers mm -hmm. with the practitioner all he does is run the system yeah. right that's it right how about you charles um i think one of the main things with brandon um because like personally like you know i already you know have a um, a passion for you know fitness and medicine like i i understand the importance of taking care of your body uh, but you know, there's one. You know, there's a difference between like knowing the importance and actually like doing it. <laughs> um, so that's kind of like where Brandon comes in with me is that you know he gets me accountable. Um, you know, because I'm one of those. I'm like I'm just like everybody else. Because you know, I tr I coach um, individual athletes as well. So like I know like you know it's one thing to like know what you're supposed to do, and it's and it's another thing to actually do it. And um, you know, when it comes to like my rehab and like taking care of like the little things, um, I'm not always great about doing it. And um, Brandon is able to like stay on top of me, make sure that like I'm actually doing the little things to like stay healthy in the long run. Um, so I have to thank Brandon for, Brandon for that. That's yeah. great. And uh, Brandon, what about you? Like whenever you first saw these guys walk in, you're like, obviously you're like, ooh, I want to work with these guys. This is my world. I know what you thought because that's when I see a basketball player, right? It's the same thing I think. But I mean, what, what was your takeaway with it? Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure working with both of them. I mean, working with... Working with any patient as a chiropractor is always enjoyable because you get to help improve their quality of life. But whenever you're helping uh, someone of your passion, specifically like me, working with these elite powerlifters, it's always awesome, especially just like Charles said, it, I'm helping them get further. So, <laughs> I mean, I remember seeing Charles breaking records even before, and That's like cool. we were wondering, like, man, how is he doing those numbers? And uh, when I reached out to him, I was like, man, I want to help you get even more. Let's keep going. And want to be part of that team, so it makes it it makes it fun. It's a lot of fun. And that's really cool. You also showed initiative to reach out to him and say, "Hey, look, this is this was my world, man. This is you're, you're like you know, I'm just getting old and starting to drink a little more beer, and I just can't do it. I want to leave. I want to live through you, Charles. That's what you're telling him. And Charles is like, "Cool, come on, man. No, just kidding. That's really, but that's really great. I mean, this is what it's about. It's about." getting people better, getting them to understand their own bodies and do the things that are right for them because I tell every patient, they would come in here, they come in with an injury, they come in with something that's bothering them and I look at them and say, I can help you. I most like, well, I'll say most likely can help you mm -hmm. with what's going on. Sometimes I have some weird stuff happening. Like, <laughs> you need to get to that ortho quick. Um, but uh, most likely I can't help you, but this is teamwork because yeah. there's no way, shape or form that I'm gonna treat you and tell you to do this rehab 
And if you don't do this and you don't do your part and take take over your own healthcare side of things, mm-hmm. there's it's going to progress it. And yeah, you may get better after I treat you 10 times or 20 times, but why aren't we doing it to where I treat you like five times? Mm-hmm. Like, why don't we do that? Because that's teamwork. You getting better is you doing your job and the doctor doing their job. And that's how people get better. And you have to connect to your own data and you have to believe that the person that you are with is helping you. Yeah. So I think that's, that's what I've taken from listening to you guys talk about all this is like, Obviously, there's a great relationship between everybody at the table, but um, it's just really, really cool to see how much you guys care about each other and support each other through the process. And I mean, you have to think, you're sitting with your doc, yeah. right? Like, this is, this is how many people sit with their doctor and do that? Like, that's very rare. Most doctors are the ones that walk into a room, five minutes later, they're like, see you later. Yeah. yeah. This is not what you get, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's cool. So, um, anything that you'd like to end on, Charles? I like to say that, you know, being here and like working with you guys has been a pleasure. Um, you know, you guys truly, truly do care about like your patients and like us as athletes and as like as people. Um, you know, you guys go out of your way to like reach out to us and like you know actually try to establish a relationship with your clients, which is, like not a lot of people can say. Oh, I can't say a lot of people actually do that. Um, for some people, they might just be focused on the business aspect of the things, like trying just trying to make a profit. But you guys actually go the extra mile um, for your for your patients and for your clients, and like I'm like. You know, I've greatly appreciated everything you guys have done for me personally. So thank you guys for that. Oh, you're welcome, Charles. Yeah. We love you. You guys rock. Well, yeah, <laughs> you're next, but she jumped right <laughs> over the top. She was like, "You guys rock. We'll take it. We'll take it. You rock too, Allegra." So um, that's it. We'll wrap this one up. Thank you guys for joining us. Thanks for coming out here. We're gonna get to some analysis and some treatment right now. Dr. Right. Brennan, you want to finish with anything? Uh, no, I'm just excited to get into treatment now. We've had a good little session here, so now it's time to get some work done. Yeah. All right, let's go put some paint on them. Let's go. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> thank you for tuning into this episode, and thank you to Charles and Allegra for joining us and sharing their personal experience as patients going through kineticence in the system. None of these questions that we asked Charles were coached. This was all us sitting down at a table in the rehab area of our clinic And they just really shared what they felt about the system, what they felt about the experience, which is great information for us because not only are they patients, but they're athletes. And Charles is a PT student, so we we see the different sides of things and see what they focus on and what's important to them. And it's really cool that it really centered around the technology. The main goal of this podcast is to share information about how we use the system to better our practice and our patients' lives and make it more about patient-centered care. Saying that, the next couple episodes are going to be interviews with different patients that experienced the system just through the healthcare portion and came into us not knowing us ahead of time. This will answer some questions for different listeners and different people interested in the system that may think that, okay, is it just because we are really good with the system that we can bring people in or we know how to sell it or talk about it and that's why we're able to bring patients in. I think what uh, these next episodes are going to show is that people connect with their own data and they want to see practitioners and different people involved in healthcare using objective systems to track their progression, baseline them in the beginning, and see where they progress and regress. That's what means more to them, and they want to see it in an objective way, not with someone saying they're the best at something. So tune into the next couple of episodes. I know we have one patient who is a banker, one who is a manager of a gym, and he actually talks about the ecosystem that we have created. So there's some good information that is coming through these episodes.
For more information about Kineticense, you can go to www.kineticense.com. I'm your host, Bo Sauls, and let's keep learning about movement, performance, and rehab together.